Welcome to the Elevated Performance Podcast. We are current physical therapy students dedicated to helping our listeners elevate themselves through school, business, and fitness. Let's level up. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Elevated Performance Podcast. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about low back pain. Um, but first, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, just kind of uh, give a soft intro and um, see how our uh, co-host Tony's doing. How are you doing today, Tony? Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, It's been a good week so far, you know. Um, I don't think I've actually announced it on the podcast, but I started a, a job officially as a physical therapist, um, I'm working as a pediatric home health physical therapist. For people who don't know what that is, essentially, I go to people's homes and I treat them, but I'm working with kids, um, so kids with like disabilities or developmental disorders or things like that. Um, I basically just play a bunch of games with them and then <laughs> turn it into therapy. Um, and it's it's been that's a lot of fun so far. Oh, yeah, that's that's exactly you got to be creative, too. Um, some of my kids really make me run around like for an hour a session like, and through the entire session. And I'm just like, all right, well, that was a good workout right there. There you go. You're working out on the job. That's ideal right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting my steps in, getting some sweat on. I think we do need a awesome. we should definitely announce that uh, Chris Bowie, our other co-host, he's taking a little hiatus because he's studying for the boards while also yeah. uh, finishing, up, finishing up his last rotation. So he's a busy boy. Yes, sir. We'll uh, we'll be holding down the fort for him while uh, while he's uh, you know grinding it out, finishing clinicals, and then yeah, passing that exam. So um, yeah, we'll be without him for a little bit. But um, other than that, you know, um, things have been going good for us. Uh, just I'm getting close to my end of uh, my first year. And then um, I will be starting my first four-week clinical the beginning of June. So excited about that. It'll be in that outpatient ortho setting. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to um, see how much I've learned in this first year. Or if I didn't learn anything at all, we will find out very soon. So, <laughs> Yeah, your patients will find out real quick, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, that first rotation is always fun, dude. It's, I mean – it can be nerve wracking because for some people you have a little bit of imposter syndrome and you're like, okay, do I actually oh, yeah. know anything? Am I ready to treat people? But guess what? Yeah, you're definitely yeah. ready. You just have to like take it easy and like, you know, take it one day at a time. The information is there. You just got to like, I think yeah. for me, especially what my thing was, I was always worried about the things I wasn't sure I didn't know. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm having a retreating a patient and they come in and you know, maybe they say something random like, oh, well, it hurts at 7 p.m. randomly. And then I'm thinking, OK, well, what is that a sign for? Like, I'm thinking like it's a practical, like there must be some red yeah. flag or yellow flag I'm missing right here or like some other random diagnosis that's going on. And I was always worried that like yeah. something I didn't remember that was like out of the blue was happening. Major, right in front of, yeah. yeah in front of me. So as long as you don't do that, you'll be you. great. Smooth sailing. Yeah, man. And I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm just excited to learn more. Like, like I said, you can, I'm excited to test myself, but like, I'm also just excited to have a CI and, you know, learn from them and try to uh, get those clinical skills down and just, um, you know, continue to get better overall as a, as a cl future clinician. So yeah, exciting stuff. 
Yeah, I do. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a fun time, and it's not too long. It's four weeks, so even if like it's not the best clinical rotation, or you don't have the best CI or whatever, it's still yeah. four weeks of a lot of learning. For sure. All righty. Well, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our topic. So, like I said, we're gonna be talking about low back pain. Um, so I'm gonna just kind of uh, talk a little bit about low back pain um, in general. So. Uh, Low back pain is uh, it's actually a pretty prevalent um, uh, symptom. So there's a lot. There might be some confusion. Might, some people might say, "Oh, you know, I've been diagnosed with low back pain." Low back pain is actually not a diagnosis or like a pathology. It's rather a symptom of a particular pathology or you know a non-specific pathology. So uh, there, there's a lot of confusion out there uh, with that, and um, uh, I think it's good to just kind of clarify that that it's the symptom and not, uh, not a disease, not a, you know, something like that. And, um, yeah, I want to talk about just how prevalent it is. There's a, um, a lot of, a lot of people around the world that are suffering, you know, from low back pain. And it, there's actually a, a article I have referenced and let me get the name for you. Um, it's, uh, what low back pain is and why we need to pay attention. It's by Jan Harvickson pain. Um, um, as like a, you know, non-specific and specific low back pain. And, um, yeah. Um, do you, so just talking about it as that, um, I know Tony, you've, you, you finished your clinicals and everything, uh, while you were treating patients, was this one of the more common, um, things that you would see in clinic? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, low back pain has a high prevalence, uh, rate. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but a large percent, I would say even like almost a majority of people at some point are going to have episodes of low back pain, um, especially if we, we if we start to look at a chronic low back pain um, as its own separate like classification, um, then yeah, it's extremely prevalent. I would say on two of my rotations in outpatient ortho, over over 60% of my patients were just like low back pain, especially chronic low back pain, right? So they've had it for years. Um, and it's been an issue for a long time. And it's, it's one thing that we as like a health system or medical system, we just aren't doing enough. Like we're not treating it effectively across the board. Um, even with, you know, you have to over, over prescription of, you know, um, opioids or medication going on um, with a lot of people that doesn't seem to help. Um, and then even a lot of physical therapists out there and other um, kind of medical professionals, we just don't seem to be really having any long-term um, substantial effects with decreasing that chronic low back pain that people are suffering. So yeah, it's something we we definitely need to tackle because a lot of people experience it and we're clearly not doing something right if it's still a problem. All right, so yeah, like Tony, uh, you were saying, you know, um, it's it's very prevalent and a lot of times, you know, we have, uh, we have uh, some some misconception with, with the cause. And, uh, we as clinicians, as physical therapists who treat it, um, we at times can kind of just generalize it. And, um, just because, you know, like, uh, like we were talking about the, the prevalence for non-specific low back pain is a lot higher than actual specific low back pain. Um, and due to that, um, we kind of rely on, um, you know, our own preferences. So, um, rather than actually, you know, looking at the patient as, um, you know, a clean slate and uh, treating each patient in individually, we kind of start to do things that we like most, you know what I mean? Like, 
um, we'll, we'll kind of fit everything into one box and stay in that box. And, you know, like, uh, like with many things, um, uh, each patient should be treated individually and you can't give, uh, you know, a cookie cutter kind of a uh, treatment plan for every, uh, every patient and specifically for, um, you know, low back pain. It's just, it's so complex and there's a lot of different, um, you know, things that can actually be going on with that patient. So, um, I think, uh, you know, with how, with being how prevalent it is just being able to really consider all the, the possibilities and, um, really, uh, taking a, a, a step back and, um, thinking about all those different things together, uh, can really help with this, you know, major issue. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's leading to people even, uh, you know, not being able to come back to work. And these are things that, you know, um, are very serious, like, um, just, you know, not being it, like think, you know, say you're working right now, you're, you're not being able to come to work, you know, you can't do, say you're, you work a manual labor job, um, you know, you're out of a job and, you know, and that's your career and, you know, it, it can be really detrimental. And then it, you know, you bring in certain things with, uh, you know, the psychosocial aspect and um, those kind of things. And uh, it, it, it can be really difficult. So you're correct, Ryan. That's, that's some good uh, information right there. Um, I will challenge though. You did say something about it being complex the reasons why and how to treat it and that is true but at the same time um, especially when we're looking at that chronic pain that you've had for a long time um, it doesn't necessarily matter as much why you know if it's a ligament or your disc or you know your your spine itself you know doesn't necessarily matter as much why the underlying cause for the initial um, acute pain was but when that pain becomes chronic Typically what happens is that structure is, um, that was causing the pain is no longer actually like actively causing that pain, but it's your kind of nervous system and your pain response system that has kind of fallen into pattern of kind of just overreactivity and um, hypersensitivity that ends up causing more pain um, and consistent pain. Also when you're, you know, when you're dealing with that chronic pain, um, typically what happens uh, when people with chronic back pain, especially, is well, they're gonna, they're not going to bend their back as much, you know. They're not going to move as much. Not they're not going to lift as much. Uh, and then what happens then? You know, they have disuse atrophy, right, with the mus muscles around the joint, um, and also even you know the the bone and joint health, right. So that ends up leading into you know potentially a cycle of more pain um, in the future. So that's one thing to kind of to look at, you know, the difference between an acute. Um, issue with an injury, especially with back pain, and then also something that's chronic that you've had for years, um, a lot of the reasons why you're having that pain is less about the structures and more about your nervous system being in this like cycle of just repetitive pain. Um, and that can happen for actually a lot of things, um, for back pain, ankle sprains, like all these kind of things. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, as well, because, you know, a lot of people think about, oh, well, I have back pain because I have bad posture. Well, um, that's actually kind of funny because they've done a lot of research on this. And oftentimes the people with chronic low back pain, you know, they've had it for years. It's a thing that comes off and on, you know, consistently have quote unquote, the best posture, right? So they stand up straight, shoulders back, et cetera, et cetera. But, at, and they also have the most activation of their core muscles. And even sometimes some of those back core muscles that we love to talk about, like the multifidi, and, and so then when you hear that and you realize that these people in the most pain 
with you know the most back pain are also technically having the best posture and activating the right muscles again i'm doing air quotes with all these things i I can uh, attest to that yeah Yeah. (laughs) ryan can see me um then you know what's going on right and so what really what happens is the whole focus on posture is incorrect and it's not the best approach to treat back pain I love to say, and I've heard this from other PTs, so it's not a Tony original, but um, your best posture is your next posture, um, meaning that there's no real one posture that is, you know, incorrect, right? Some people a little bit more forward head, some people a little bit more anterior tilted at the pelvis, or I have a super flat back, that's just how I'm built. And, you know, regardless of where where you fall in the spectrum, as long as you're not extreme on either sides, um, typically that's not going to be the reason why you're in, in um, pain, especially that chronic pain. They've also found that um, movement and exercise, increasing load tolerance, your ability to work out and use those back muscles appropriately and not have these associations between certain movements and pain um, will actually um, effectively help decrease your back pain. I've personally, so I've actually you know, have that quote unquote chronic low back pain, um, I guess, diagnosis. I've had low back pain since I was 15. Um, so that's 12 years now. Um, I think what actually happened, I probably had like a, a stress fracture um, from just playing a lot of sports, which is, you know, actually pretty typical for a lot of kids who play sports a lot. Um, and it just got untreated. And then as I got older, it started getting, you know, worse and worse, but it was, you know, acute exacerbations. Like some days it was worse and it was bad for a while. One thing that I couldn't do a lot of, and as my education, when it, when I started getting into PT and like college um, and then after, after college, when I was a technician as a, um, at a clinic and then at the start of PT school, um, I realized that, you know, there isn't going to be some magic fix that like some magic PT is going to do this thing or whatever. And it's just going to be a fix. I got to get myself stronger. Right. My, I, I knew, you know, a lot of my muscles were weak. I knew that there's a lot of movements that I just wasn't doing. Um, and so I started doing a lot of those. So one of the big ones I did are deadlifts. So I couldn't deadlift at all um, without back pain until probably the year before PT school. Um, and well. Wow. And like, that was a big thing for me that gets to the point where I didn't start triggering this chronic pain cycle with these movements that I associated with back pain, right? And I took a long time and I wasn't just sitting on a table doing transverse abdominis isometrics forever, right? Or multifidi yeah. isometrics, those core small muscles that in the front of our core and then back as well that, you know, PT schools love to teach us about. I really just worked on loading my spine and getting myself stronger um, and increasing my capacity for load and movement and also working on those associations and what I was worried about, you know, posture. Um, I didn't want to bend down and do this kind of movement. You know, I was afraid of, you know, getting down and doing some deadlifts until I got used to it. And a lot of those things with education on pain science really helps a lot of the patients that I've treated uh, with chronic low back pain. Yeah, I think you you brought up two great points. Um, one is a little bit. Um, I'm gonna kind of go down a little rabbit hole real quick. Uh, are you talking about? Um, you know, we as individuals, we don't have the same. Um, you know, anatomical structures and setups, 
And um, one thing that, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure plenty of our listeners have heard it. Well, like when you were first learning a squat, what was the first thing you were told? Um, let's see, first thing I was told when I was learning a squat, don't let your knees go past your toes. Um, and then ding, ding, ding. That's yeah. it. That's the one I want to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And that is so, ba- so backwards. Like I-, I can't believe like, and like you said, I just asked you, we didn't talk about this before. I asked you, what was the first thing you were taught? No knees over toes. That was the first thing I was taught too. And that's just a terrible advice. And to, um, to basically like, a, you know, I, I mentioned before kind of cookie cutter, um, you know, each individual and just put us all into one box. It's just not realistic. We all have different anatomies, uh, anatomical structures, uh, the way things fit, uh, you know, hip placement, all that kind of stuff is different individual to individual. And to generalize something like an exercise, um, it just doesn't make any sense. And that's, that's, that's something I think we need to move past. And I think there's a, a good movement um, kind of going around, you know, just in general, I feel like we're actually moving out of that kind of like structured, you know, all in one box kind of thing for exercises and all that, which is great. Um, and another thing that you brought, I wanted to mention, just kind of talk about again is, um, you know, this kind of cycle of pain and um, that with a chronic low back pain and just kind of uh, perpetuating, uh, because you're, you're avoiding certain movements and the human body is like, it's, it's a awesome, uh, machine basically. And like it adapts to the demand you place on it. If you don't place any demand on your body, you are going to get weaker. Your muscles are going to, you know, atrophy, uh, your tissue extensibility is going to be, you know, uh, less, um, degeneration can occur. So, being able to to get out of that um you know fear and avoidance with low back pain um is really going to benefit the patient yeah that's exactly right ryan um i do want to um kind of go off of something that you mentioned we always have this picture of what's normal and that's pretty much how the whole posture thing is set up it's like oh we have this oh this is normal posture this is abnormal if and if you're in pain it's because you have abnormal posture right well, I kind of, we talked about that and that's kind of just, it's not true, right? They've, they've done the studies, they've done the research. It's not necessarily true, but it's a thing that a lot of people believe. They've also done studies and when it comes to back pain, people talk about like disc herniations, right? Their, their disc is bulging and things like that, right? And that's why they're in pain. Well, they've done studies where they do imaging. So MRIs on, you know, a ton of healthy individuals from ages 20 to 70, And they actually did a study where they did MRIs on their neck. All these people had no neck pain and approximately, I'm gonna pull up right now, 87% of the subjects had significant disc bulging, right? Present with the MRI. Again, these people had no pain. Even the people in their 20s had bulging discs uh, at around 73% to 78%, depending on if they were male or female that's pretty high, right? And again, they're having no pain. So when we associate, again, especially for chronic injuries, when we associate the pain to a anatomical fault, again, finger quotes, or a, you know, <laughs> an injury that just never healed itself, like your disc is always bulged, or it's rebulged, right? We need to be we need to understand. It's again, going back to that kind of cycle of pain that you've developed, 
that tends to feed um, the pain that you're feeling. And if you really think about it, you tend to, you know, maybe you didn't get enough sleep the last couple of nights. Maybe you did something, an activity that you don't usually do. And while you were doing it, you were probably worried about, you know, aggravating that disc. And then, you know, the next morning or two days later, it's like, oh, yep, there it goes. Well, it kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because you were expecting it to happen. And if you really kind of analyze how you're thinking about your back and your pain, um, you'll start to see that you do have those kind of patterns and um, expectations when it comes to pain. And then there's also a big part of it is um, us as healthcare practitioners and um, what we do and what we say to our patients, right? We kind of tend to call it like nocebos. So we have these negative um, associations that we make, you know, maybe we use it to get positive outcomes like, okay, yeah, you got bad posture. Well, guess what? You want to fix your bad posture? Let's do all these exercises or, you know, we got to do rehab to make you feel better, right? And we set up these paradigms that aren't necessarily accurate and it may work in the short term, right? Because they're working out and they're getting stronger. Like Ryan said, increasing that capacity, right? But in the long term, it, it creates these negative nar narratives that aren't beneficial. Yeah, I love that. And um, I like the the point you brought about about the MRI. Um, uh, just through the the actually the article that I um, I mentioned earlier, the heart vixen uh, article. Um, he mentions, uh, you know, basically what you were talking about and that like. If you look at somebody, you were even talking about younger ages, but if you look at somebody who's in their 50s, okay, from the outside, you know, might have some wrinkles, uh, potentially, you know, could be going bald, um, you know, um, some of those things that we all see as normal and we can visually see it on the outside. Those same things, you know, might be going on, you know, inside. So, like, when you see the MRI images and, you know, you're expecting to – to see this, uh, you know, fresh, you know, 14 year old, whatever, perfect alignment, all that, you know, no degeneration. That's just not uh, realistic. Like our body ages on the outside, we do age on the inside as well. So if there's no symptoms, if you're not having any pain, all this, uh, you know, imaging the MRI doing is just uh, creating, like you said, a false narrative and can lead to you just being afraid of, oh, you know, I might get a slip disc soon or, you know, my things are breaking down inside. That's just the natural process of the human body. Like you're, you're not going to look the same way you did when you were 10 at, at 60. And that, that goes the same for, you know, your spine and, and other structures. So um, that was a good point to bring up and uh, just something to, to be cautious of um, when you're when you're a patient, uh, you know, if you see uh, a physician and you get some imaging, just just to be aware of that. Um, uh, I think can help and um, kind of steer away from, you know, maybe um, some um, unneeded uh, surgeries or like Tony mentioned uh, earlier, you know, some, some opioid prescriptions that, you know, can be avoided with uh, some simple exercises, some physical therapy. So uh, just something to think about. Yeah, no, that's perfect, Ryan. And there's so much out there within physical therapy about appropriate ways to tackle low back pain. We could dive into all into all of it, and this would be a five-hour-long podcast. But we we just kind of wanted to touch on some of the <laughs> things that we could be more general about, um, and that I think all of our listeners could take something from. Hundred percent, hundred percent, 
All righty. Well, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our episode uh, for today. And again, listeners, um, you hear this episode, you guys ever want to reach out to us, have a conversation. We'd love to hear um, your perspective on it um, and just, yeah, have, have a conversation. So uh, don't be, uh, don't be afraid to uh, get in touch with us. And yeah, we'll put the uh, um, articles that we talked about in the show notes. Um, Ryan did a good job and actually referenced the name. I didn't reference any names. But I will put down the articles as well that I got my information from. I'm not just making it up, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm talking about too, um, Hardvix, I, I can't pronounce the name. We'll definitely link it. Um, it's a great read. So if you're interested in any um, uh, low back pain uh, cases and uh, just some some statistics and stuff on it, it's, it's a great one to read. Um, so yeah. Thanks again, guys. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevated Performance Podcast. If you had a good time, please subscribe, like, share, and review on your podcast listening platform of choice. We can't wait to show you what we have going on next week. But until then, make sure to elevate your game.